Ohio. That's the title of the 10th album by Raleigh, North Carolina's Chatham County Line, and the first without banjo player Chandler Holt. Although they're down to a trio, the band's sound has only gotten bigger, as Dave Wilson and John Tier can tell you now. Um, as you know from um, the stories that have been told over the past four years, our banjo player Chandler Holt retired from right. the road to spend more time for his, with his family, and so we went in a new direction, just didn't want to keep going down the same road. All all my favorite musicians are people that changed during their careers, like a David Bowie, if you will, that just kept following the their muse, yep, you yep. know? And um, we were super excited to add a drummer into the live show and use one on the album Strange Fascination. And then we, we really felt like we got the band together and I wrote some tunes based around what we could do in a live show. And it really just worked. And having Rachel Moore co-produce Haya with us was a godsend, a, a luck, luck engineered situation. And we are super excited with the way it turned cool. out. So what kind of discussions did you guys as a band have about this change of direction? Was it specifically, would you like surrounding hash it out or you just kind of go in the studio and see what felt good. How did it come to pass? Um, I mean, we really played music for two decades based around the banjo right? and what the banjo can do and bring to a song. He, he didn't play any other instruments in the show. So we really, we didn't make any conscious decisions. It was just, we wanted the music that we played on stage every night to, to reflect the music that we listened to driving down the highway in the van. And that was, you know, music that was not bluegrass. And right. so we, when we went in the studio with Rachel, she, she just said, what do you guys want to focus on? We said, we wanted to sound good and sound fun. And we just did right. it. And so you meant, yeah, you know, no rules. <laughs> so Rachel is Rachel Moore, your, your producer. So what, how does she, how does how producers can do anything or nothing? How, how does she fit in with the scheme of things? John? Well, we originally met Rachel. Uh, we were uh, lucky enough to be cast to uh, play on uh, the Showtime series, George and Tammy. Right. And while we were there uh, doing the whole, the filming and everything, and that was the first time any of us has, have had the opportunity to do a, a show and be on a, a TV show or do that kind of entertainment, which was fascinating and just uh, had the best time. And I remember seeing Rachel cause she's the, she was the music producer and working, just running around, uh, the way she worked, the, the knowledge of the music and, um, how she helped the artist on the set to help them to get where they needed to be for the scene and everything. There's something about her. I remember watching her I'm, and uh, I told Dave or I asked Dave, I said, man, you know, I mean, what what do you think about possibility of having Rachel produce our next record? Because she's she's amazing uh, and watching her work. And and we came to that conclusion. Let's see what she would say, because, you know, we yeah. both agreed how uh, amazing she was just seeing her in the show. And we'd heard about what she had done in the past uh, on her resume. So she she was all about it. She, uh, she loved what, uh, what we were bringing. Yeah. To and to get to your, back to your question, um, she was really hands off as a producer. Um, she would make 
tonal suggestions and her thing was we would start working up a song and she would run in the the studio and say all right how how can we mess this sound up a little bit <laughs> like, you know it would be a clean for example the last song on the record summer line it'd be a clean piano and you know we were all into changing things up so we ran we end up running the piano through a Leslie speaker in another room. I end up speak, uh, singing through an amplifier. And so she was just really into capturing those special tones that make a record something different and something right. special. And that was right in line with what yeah. we wanted. Yeah, I was struck by the, the sound on Summerline. It's very, certainly not a bluegrass track. City <laughs> It is not. So so are you concerned about your fans and how they're going to hear this and deal with it? Not really. No, mm-hmm. we play. We've played live for four years with drums and super loud. With John plays through a Mellotron pedal with his mandolin, and Greg yeah. plays pedal steel through all sorts of wacky uh, effects. And the audiences have lapped it up ever since day one. They're they're right there with right. us. So I think they're going to be right there with us for this right. album. I see you even use a drum machine on Heaven. That's that's kind of <laughs> novel. <laughs> Reach for my wallet like an inch Bar keeps keeping Your money's no good I look in the mix Baby, sprout wings and fly Better get out of heaven Before I die Yeah, um, you know, I it was the weeks before going in the studio and you know, we don't have tons of money to go in a studio like Bon Jovi or someone. And it's been months right. sitting around working, reimagining a song in different ways. And so in the weeks before going in the studio, I did that on my own time down here in my basement, as you can see, we're in the basement. And so I used a drum machine just to keep me on track. And there was one moment where the drum machine was just set just perfectly. And I picked up this Fender six, uh, which is like a six string bass style guitar style instrument and has flat wounds on it. And it was going through a delay pedal and that just worked for that song right. heaven more than anything we'd ever tried on it. Cause we had tried it different ways. It was a country shuffle yeah. when we began. Yeah. And once we heard that and I sent it to Rachel, she, she she was in love with that version, and we knew that's the direction to go. So it sounds like you had to keep open minds when you're making this record. I mean, people's best work is kind of when they they quit putting fences around right. what their ideas can be, and that's that's the way we felt. Right. So you so did the songs come before the idea of how you wanted the sound to be, or was it the other way around? Yeah, the song the songs came first, and uh, we had been reimagining the Chatham Kaline songbook to use a drummer and to, right. to use uh, pedal steel, 
And in the live show, a song like Alone in New York from the Wildwood album, Greg now plays the banjo figure on pedal steel. And so we were looking at our own songs as if we were covering them. And so that, that application worked perfectly for this record. I, I wrote the songs, but I was never married to how they were. They could always be changed. They could always be taken in a different light, slower, faster, minor, major, just whatever key, you know, and then you, yeah. you sort of stumble in what's the best way to do it. I see you have a track called Way Down Under that's that's out and about, and uh, you've got somebody named Maya DeVitri, is that how it's pronounced, who's singing some harmonies yeah, on that? Yeah, she's incredible. It's uh, Way Down Yonder, and it's uh, Maya DeVitri. Maya, yep. He was a friend of mine, to the words he said broke heart and mind, he was an old She's amazing, and Rachel had actually mentioned her when we were we were uh, while we were recording the songs. There were a couple songs in mind. We were like, "It'd be really great to have a different voice texture on this, and and a female voice on it." And so there were a few different ideas for female vocalist. Um, and I remember also she's she was in a band called the Stray Birds. I believe that was Stray her. Birds yep. was her band before she went solo. Yeah. And they, if I'm not mistaken, too, were on Yep Rock, which oh, is yeah. the label that we are uh, putting this record out on. Mm-hmm. And we met them years ago and it, uh, maybe at the Merle Fest Festival here in North Carolina, maybe a few other festivals that we just crossed paths and kind of befriended them and really liked what they were doing and loved her. Uh, I remember the first time we were driving around and we heard her voice come out of the speakers and we're like, wow, who is that? Yeah, That's got a great voice. Really distinct and and such a cool voice so i think it came around just a lot of uh, different names and we sat on that and of course rachel knew maya so we reached out and she was quick on the draw to want to to help us out and maya's real busy she had one day free (laughs) in the next six months where she could do this and she jumped on it we we love her for that all right lucky you got her in there so she's on two tracks right also on stone right yeah, she's That's on right. stone as well. Right. Yep. And I see you've got one cover. She's got you, the Hank Rocker and Patsy Klein thing. Why did you choose to uh, cover that one? I got your picture you gave to me. And it's signed with love like it used to be. Only thing different. Um, I'd been doing it uh, solo and some solo shows with some other guys, and I, I just loved the way it felt. And as we recorded it, if you know, you know, Hank Cochran wrote it as uh, He's Got You, right? And then Patsy did it as She's Got You. I, I loved the ambiguity of doing it as She's Got You in a male voice. Right. I was wondering about that. It just opens <laughs> this. Yeah, the song is open for whatever interpretation. Sure 
that you can imagine, you know, is it about a friend? Is it, uh, it's open for any sex? Is it? And so I really love that in the end result that you don't, you don't know what I'm singing about, <laughs> you know? And so it's just, it's up to the listener, which every song is. Right. Right. And one other one, a couple of, I wanted to touch on Lone Ranger and BSR, which are kind of right in the center of the record. So do mm -hmm. you have anything that you can enlighten us about either one of those tunes? I think with BSR, there was, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, there was a, a moment when we had gone through the tune and, you know, of course, Dave pinned all these, uh, yeah. all these tunes. And when he brought that to the table, there was just this really swampy sort of uh, mood and vibe that it was uh, producing. So we tried to achieve that in the studio. And I feel like it, a lot of times with that, when it feels like your feet are just you're walking through this swamp and the mud is real thick and you're trying to just get your feet out of the mud and walk through and trudge through that stuff. So that was kind of the, uh, the approach to the tune by doing that. Uh, Greg, it's really interesting at the very top of the piece, there's almost sounds like a feedback sort of sound, which is just Greg uh, on the pedal steel where he was kind of bending the bar and had this distorted sort of effect that gave a really cool, texture and um emotion to start the tune so um i love that one and i think dave's coming back he can fill you in on lone ranger and where yes. he came up with the lyrics and the the vibe for that one <laughs> lone, lone, oh, right. sorry we have a pot of beans on the of stove course you do upstairs and so i had to go check on those beans you know lone ranger was uh i had listened to um I think Tyler Childers has a great uh, self-love song on um, <laughs> one of his records uh, that's really just oh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right. I, I just love the idea of humor and, you know, sort of sideline sexual uh, innuendo and song and, you know, Candyman. There's old blues songs that yeah. have that. Are you familiar with Jackson Brown's Rosie? Oh yeah, exactly. Rosie was another um, just stellar inspiration. <laughs> You're on the right track. She wanted me to be the Lone Ranger one night in her bedroom. So boy, I lived for television on Saturdays, cartoons, cowboys. And so I don't really know what the song's about, but uh, I love the idea of a woman asking you to be the Lone Ranger and, and whatever that means, you just whatever tell me. that means. <laughs> and Raleigh's kind of notorious for having a pretty good music scene. Is it still pumping away? Is it still happening? I think so. Yeah, it's always been this great melting pot of, of uh, musicians. There's so much talent here. The talent pool is just, uh, it's just a wealth of, of, of talent. And we, we're friends with a lot of the musicians around the area. And the great thing too is 
the musicians, it's not just Raleigh, but 30 minutes down the road is Chapel Hill. Right. And then uh, also 20 minutes from us is right. Durham. And both of those towns are college towns that have just a great bands that come out of that. And there's always talk wherever we go, somebody's asking us, Oh, you know, have you heard of such and such or, or how come all the, the musicians, there's so much great music out of that, that little pocket right there. And uh, right. we're just so lucky that to see it evolve from when we kind of got started in the late nineties right. up to Wasn't now. It, to really did see Chris Stamey have something to do with you guys getting? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah Chris Stamey, uh, uh, Greg and I, played in a band with Tiff Merritt, oh, yeah. uh, country songbird from North Carolina. And we were playing a, a going away party for Tiff's tour and Chatham Carolina was playing and Chris Amy was there and saw us and he loved what we were doing. Uh, four guys, suits, single microphone, yeah. original tunes. And he just called the guys at Yep Rock and made that record deal happen, which is a beautiful thing. He's Thank been a, you, Chris. a great supporter <laughs> through the years. And he's a he's a rock and guitar player. He's still oh, out yeah. there making records and working with Peter Hole Sapple and all his buddies. He's great. Very good. Well, I'll mm -hmm. wrap things up here. Uh, thank you for spending time with me, and good luck with the record release. And hopefully, you can make your way down here sometime. Well, it's an honor, Marty. It's an honor to be on the Thirteenth Floor podcast, and yes. uh, we really appreciate well, we you appreciate supporting. It. Thank you. Not very only much. the little boys, little guys like us but the big dogs too thanks, <laughs> thanks, thanks, right. thank you marty all right have a great day thank you <laughs>